T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. America faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. Welcome to another edition of the Insane Things version of the Battleground America podcast. We do this once a week. We run down the most insane things that happened this week. Insane things so insane, we've never seen them before, either in the country or the world. You wouldn't think I could do this podcast every week. It speaks volumes that I can. So let's dive in. Starting with a bizarre international incident, which the UK Daily Mail described as a spectacle. Joe Biden, and there's, folks, there's a deeper message in this that is jaw-dropping, okay? Joe Biden is sitting next to Boris Johnson, Prime Minister of the UK, okay? We've seen these press conferences since time immemorial. The president and the other head of state, they go behind closed doors, they have a talk, they come out and they tell the media what they talked about, right? This has been going on all our lives, but not with Joe. So Boris Johnson sits down next to Joe in the Oval Office, and he indicates he's going to take some questions from the media. Joe says, good luck with that. As if that's not a normal thing heads of state in the Western world do. Boris Johnson ignored him and started taking questions from the British press and the Australian press. This led some uppity CBS reporter to think he could actually ask a question of dear leader, Chairman Joe. You can't hear that question because the White House flack starts screaming and then physically shove the reporters out the door. Here's what that bizarre spectacle sounds like. After this clip, I'll tell you what it means. Uh, it interrupts or uh, unbalances the, the Belfast Good Friday uh, Accords. That's the uh, Belfast Good Friday Agreement. That's that's the. Now, you can understand why the White House staff, they call them wranglers. I kid kid you not, might have been scared because Joe Biden told the Amtrak story again while he was sitting next to Boris Johnson. That story has been debunked for Pinocchio's as a total lie by the Washington Post. It's actually a symptom of Joe's psychological problem with compulsive lying. The story goes like this. When he was in the when he was a vice president, He, you know, being Lunch Bucket Joe, a regular guy, would regularly travel on Amtrak. In fact, he so regularly traveled on Amtrak that they gave him an award when he reached a million miles. And when he got the award, he was going to see his mother on Amtrak as the vice president. When the manager, who he named, came up to him and gave him the award. One problem with this, his mom was dead at the time. 
and had been for some time. So that part was impossible. So was the award. The manager he named had worked for Amtrak since the 1990s. It was pure fiction. And the Washington Post debunked it. Now you would think Jill or like maybe the staff would tell Joe, hey, you got busted in another compulsive lie. We know, you, we know you need help, honey. Why don't you go get some help from the psychologist? Don't tell that story again. But he would tell it again in May. And he told it again sitting next to Boris Johnson. So you can understand the panic by the media. He just told the compulsive lie again sitting next to the prime minister of the UK. They had to shut the media up. They might ask him about it. Well, the pissed off reporter who got shoved out the door, the CBS reporter, was still pretty sore about it a couple days later when he asked White House spokesperson Circleback Saki about it. Her response was jaw-dropping. She insinuated it was Boris Johnson's fault they'd had to shove the media out the door and that it might have even harmed relations between the two allies, the U.K. and the U.S. Listen to this. What is your understanding of what transpired in the Oval Office yesterday when we were all in there trying to hear from the president and the prime minister? Which aspects? Well, the British prime minister in the American Oval Office called out British reporters. And then when American reporters tried to call in the American president, we were escorted out. We'll put it that way. Well, I think... Uh, in that circumstance, and, and I think our relationship with the United Kingdom and with Prime Minister Johnson is so strong and abiding, we will be able to move forward beyond this. But uh, he called on individuals uh, from his press corps uh, without alerting us to that intention in advance. Our relationship with the United Kingdom is so strong and abiding, we'll be able to move beyond this? That escalates this from an embarrassing incident to an international incident. She's actually contending that the Prime Minister of the UK is supposed to get Circlevac's permission to take questions from his own media, a completely normal thing to do for people in the Western world, maybe not in China, where Joe apparently thinks he governs from, but here it's normal. He's supposed to get her permission, and if he doesn't, it's an international incident? Now here's the crazy part. Joe tried to answer the question. The CBS reporter asked it. Joe started answering it when they began screaming. In fact, as the CBS reporter is shoved out the door, you can see in the video him asking, what did Joe say? What did Joe say? Folks, can you imagine overruling your boss by screaming when he tried to talk? Would you have a job hours later? But they still do. They rule Joe with an iron fist. And the question that needs answering is why? Because I guarantee you, In intelligence bunkers all over the world, they're asking it. They're studying this. And their intelligence agents know damn well who rules Joe, how, and why. On to the second most insane thing this week. The highest jump in a single year in the murder rate in the United States of America in 60 years. All of the Democrats are capable of that level of chaos and destruction. Yep, the FBI just announced it for 2020. The figures are in. The homicide rate went up a staggering 30%. Almost all of it across a collection of 30 blue, almost all of them blue, um, two purple cities. This is entirely Democrat destruction. And it's unbelievable. What will happen when they take their chaos to the next level? We're about to find out in Minneapolis where a vote is scheduled for November to eliminate the police department and replace them 
with social workers and crisis intervention teams. Oh, God, the blood's going to flow in Minneapolis. Now, listen to this. You're thinking that won't pass. Maybe something will change between now and then, but it looks like it might. 49% are in favor. In a Minneapolis Herald Tribune article, they did a poll on it, 41% opposed. Now, get this. The people in favor are overwhelmingly white, college-educated and college-educated plus liberals, and the people opposed are overwhelmingly black. How bad is it in Minneapolis? And the left is completely unmoved because white liberals always know best what black people should do. And they'll steamroll them if they don't want to go along with it. 26 neighborhood leaders, many of them black, just wrote to the governor begging for the National Guard to come into Minneapolis because their neighborhoods are, quote, war zones, unquote, where people are openly street racing, opening fire in broad daylight with no fear of the repercussions. And where over five children under the age of 10 have been murdered in the last year. They're begging the governor for help, but he's a Democrat, so it won't be coming. Which leads us to our third most insane thing. Democrats have absolutely no interest on cracking down on crime. They see criminals as constituent Democrat voters who are always above the law. But you, that's another matter. Folks, right in front of our face, they are doing a terrifying thing. And Yahoo Finance, a left-leaning MSM site, just admitted it. Here's this headline. You can find this article on my Facebook page. It's chilling. And they tell you right to your face what they're doing. Headline, your credit score may soon depend on your web history. In the not-too-distant future, they write, your internet habits could help determine how much house you can buy and the rate on your next auto loan. Why? The International Monetary Fund says so. That's not a conspiracy website. It's a major international governmental agency. Our government uh, contributes money to it. The International Monetary Fund website has just suggested that companies will soon be looking at a lot more data to get an accurate picture of the risk you pose as a borrower, borrower and a loyal communist to the world order. I added that in. It's not in the article, but it should have been. Here's what the future of lending might hold, they say. Lenders... Uh, We'll soon use data from your browsing, search, and shopping history to create a more accurate credit score. Yes. Let me translate. You'll be locked out of the financial system if you tell the truth too early about things like Hunter's laptop not being Russian disinformation. Stuff like that. Yeah. You'll just um, need a car, but too bad can't get one because wrong think. They're telling you what they're doing, folks. This is a social credit system writ large implemented by fascist international corporations. We must fight now. Because Joe Biden laid the foundation for it this week, right in front of our faces. Nobody else but me that I can find has even connected it. Joe Biden's multi-trillion dollar continuing resolution, which will bankrupt the economy and destroy the dollar, among other things, also contains a terrifying provision. Every single transaction in and out of any bank account that sees more than $600 a year go in and out of it. And that's everybody. That's grandmas on Social Security, teenagers with part-time jobs. Every one of those transactions must be turned over to the IRS. Zero privacy. What do you think they want to use this for? That credit score, folks. To decide if you'll be able to participate in the banking system for harassment. Now, this same plan was in the bipartisan trillion dollar bill but it got yanked out but it's back joe won't rest until he knows what's going on in your bank account 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. So he can persecute you. Now listen to Joe lie while he sells this. He tells the left this is only for the wealthy. He leaves out to part about the $600, though. Listen to what he says. It's Orwellian. We only need to know two things, Joe said. For example, it would give the IRS the resources it needs to keep up with the lawyers and accountants and the super of the super wealthy. It would ask just for two pieces of information from the banks of these folks that amounts, the amounts that come into their bank accounts and what amounts <clears throat> go out of their bank accounts so that the wealthy can no longer hide what they're making and they can finally begin to pay their fair share of what they owe. <clears throat> that isn't about raising their taxes. It's about the super wealthy finally beginning to pay what they owe, what the existing tax code calls for. Yep, just two things we need to know. Everything that goes in your bank account, everything that goes out, including cash transactions. Yeah, and every transaction that you make. Did you make that donation to that church that still teaches biblically sound teachings? Yeah, that's going to be a problem for your credit score. See how this works? Folks, they're telling us what they're going to do. And the irony of this, oh yeah, we need to track people's accounts, Joe says, because yeah, even if you're just a peon working part-time, because we need to know what goes in and goes out said the guy who we're now finding out hid $13 million. That broke today. It's the fifth most insane thing. We're now finding out Joe hid about $13 million from the IRS. I was from about half a million dollars in taxes. Did this by moving the money through S-Corps. Somehow the media was utterly unable to discover this before the election, but they know it now. But don't worry, Joe's not like you. Nothing's going to come of this with the IRS. It's all cool. Which leads us to the next most insane thing, Politico, and Politico is a bulwark of the liberal media. So when Politico greens, green lights that it is now okay to stop lying about the Hunter Biden laptop to the rest of the media, it's no longer verboten. They essentially admitted this week that the laptop was real and not Russian disinformation. I want to focus on a small part of that. I did a fantastic podcast on it earlier this week. You can get all the details you need. But a small part of that, Rudy Giuliani, Trump's lawyer, was treated like an insane mental defective 
for suggesting that the laptop, which he recovered from the computer store, wherein insanely coked out of his head, Hunter Biden abandoned it, that Rudy was just a dupe. See, the laptop was Russian disinformation. And every major media outlet did one version of this story. Either they insinuated that Rudy Giuliani was, in fact, a Russian agent spreading Russian disinformation by lying to you about Hunter's laptop on behalf of the Russian government, or that Rudy, who, as we all know, is daft and a little off in the head, had been influenced by Russian agents into believing the laptop was actually Hunter's and not Russian disinformation. Folks, there's a reason I call these lunatics the conspiracy media. Do you realize every major media outlet, ABC, CBS, NBC, MSNBC, uh, New York Times and Washington Post ran a version of the Rudy is a Russian agent or is confused by Russian disinformation story? Folks, they are truly the conspiracy media. What, Which is more likely? Just common sense here. A guy so methed and cracked out of his head as Hunter Biden, who goes on Jimmy Fallon and tells the world that he had trouble putting his clothes on, that that guy uh, could forget to leave his laptop at the computer repair store and never go back and pick it up, or that the Russians would impersonate Hunter and leave a laptop, and that Giuliani, being a Russian agent and all, would then sell that to the world. Which of those two you think is most likely? And they call us conspiracy media? These people are insane. But here's the point. Here's the insane thing. Who was right? Well, Rudy Giuliani's not insane. Rudy Giuliani's the most famous American federal prosecutor of all time. He took down the mob. And such was the wonder of what he'd done with the mob. The guy got himself elected mayor of New York. He's not crazy suddenly because he's Trump's lawyer. And you know what? Unlike all of the conspiracy media, he nailed every single part of this Hunter Biden laptop story. He got it all right. He wasn't crazy. They are. Which brings us to this. If Rudy Giuliani has gotten this 100% right, is he right about this? There was child porn on that Hunter Biden laptop. Specifically, a partly dressed underage girl who was a member of the Biden family. If you search hard enough on the internet, they've scrubbed most of it. You'll find her. There's also a series of texts back and forth between Joe and Hunter about how upset Jill was with Hunter being with this girl and being alone with her. So if Rudy got the rest of what was on the laptop right, and he'd know he took possession of it from the owner of the computer repair store, what are the odds he's right about this? Someone should ask him. He talked about it on Newsmax this week. Keep in mind, for a regular person, if you have pedophilia on your electronic devices, even pedophilia you didn't create, just you got some off the internet of somebody else, oh man, they're going to raid your home. They're going to arrest you. You're going on your local television news. Now listen to what Rudy said on Newsmax this week. It's also a bit perverted. You've got child pornography on that place, on that uh, hard drive. That the FBI had. We've heard the, the Delaware police brought it. I brought it to them. Yeah, I brought it to them. I showed them the pictures of the young girl with no clothes on. They didn't do a damn thing about it because the Bidens can get away with child pornography. It's disgraceful. It's, it's absolutely disgraceful. No wonder he's such a terrible president. The man, the man is completely amoral. He, the, the, the fact that he's a nice man, garbage. He's a mean guy. You can see it. By the way, the part that got garbled, and that's how it is, unfortunately, on the Newsmax site, is the part where... Rudy says, yeah, I showed the child porn on the Hunter Biden laptop to the FBI. 
So if Rudy got all this right, and it's Hunter's laptop, is he getting this right? Anybody going to ask Joe that now that we know the laptop's real? Anybody going to ask Joe about all of the money laundering allegations and bribery allegations written his own son's hand on that laptop? Rudy asked that this week, too. I mean, the the reality is that Hunter Biden, through his daughter, in 2019, sends a text in which he says that for 30 years I've been paying all of the expenses of the family and I still have to give 50 percent of everything I earn to pop. Then it's filled with maybe a hundred more crimes. Uh, Simple summation, they made about 30 million dollars selling his uh, uh, office as senator office as vice president totally corrupt and those are just the crimes documented on the laptop which brings us to the sixth most insane thing this week if the emails that came out this week aren't enough for the fbi to arrest hunter biden what is okay about the only way the fbi would arrest hunter biden is if he like you know took selfies in the capitol on january 6th or something you simply can't find a clearer or more outrageous example of how Hunter was operating. So what happened was Business Insider, a left-wing publication, got a hold of two emails, not from Hunter Biden's laptop, from an associate of Hunter Biden, showing that Hunter wanted $2 million to free up 15 to $30 billion worth of Libyan assets that had been frozen by Obama. So what he was proposing was, uh, you pay me, i.e. Joe, Joe gets your assets unfrozen. I got $2 million a year um, plus a success fee, whatever that is, and everybody is happy. Okay, this is classic bribery. You can't pay the Biden administration to do something. But the Libyans were cautious. They knew he was a crackhead with a really nasty record, and they passed. But it shows you exactly how Hunter operates and... This would be very clear if this was a Trump kid. And if it was a Trump kid, by the way, yeah, he'd be in handcuffs by Friday. But um, if this was a Trump kid, what this is called is evidence of an attempted crime. Okay, even though the deal didn't go through, that doesn't mean it doesn't count because they rejected Hunter. This is how they worked. You could get Joe to do something or not do something in the areas he controlled as vice president. And all vice presidents are given certain issues Um, And countries to deal with because the president president can't do everything. And Joe sold himself like a whore in those countries. It couldn't be more obvious. Folks, remember this. We have never found one single dime of bribery money going to the Trumps. Never mind that the media promised us if we could just get a hold of Trump's tax returns, it would be there. Well, we got these guys, Joe and Hunter, dead to rights. But Peter Schweitzer who wrote the best-selling book on this corruption, says there are other more obvious crimes right here. Like Joe claiming, oh, well, you know, I don't have anything to do with Hunter's business partners. I've never met any of them. Then not one, not two, but three photos of Joe with Hunter's business partners, the very people who've paid the bribes, emerge. But we know Hunter is paying Joe's bills. And it would be obvious to the media the feds, and the prosecutors, that this was a crime if it were anyone else. I'll let Peter Schweitzer explain. Look, if you go through the Hunter Biden emails, as I've been doing with the team for close to a year and scouring them, what you find out very quickly is that Hunter Biden and Joe Biden's finances are intertwined. 
Um, they are not separate entities. There are numerous examples where Hunter Biden is paying bills for his father, uh, which, by the way, is not legal. I mean, uh, you know, politicians can get occasional gifts from family members, but you cannot subsidize the lifestyle of a politician. That's what Hunter Biden's doing. So when Hunter Biden is doing foreign deals, whether they're these deals in Beijing where he gets checks for five million dollars and there's no evidence he really did anything or whether he's you know putting together a painting uh, and, and putting that up uh, for sale. Uh, at the end of the day, the way the business model works in the Biden family is that the finances are intertwined and that Joe Biden will benefit one way or another uh, from what they're doing. And look- Translation, this isn't hard. And the Chinese have actually given this a name. It's called elite capture. And they've done this with many of our leaders. The press would be all over it, but there's a reason they don't want to uh, deal with the issue of China, and that is a intelligence term that they use uh, in China called elite capture. And elite capture is basically their strategy of going around the world and co-opting elites in in Asia, in the United States, giving them lucrative commercial deals. Let's remember, by the way, Laura, that some of those commercial deals with Beijing uh, are still taking place. Hunter Biden is still participating in them while his father is president of the United States. So this is a well thought out strategy by Beijing. Basically, what they want to do is decapitate the leadership uh, in the United States states by striking these lucrative deals and it's worked with the bidens and with others in washington dc now hmm where have we heard this before oh i know former director of national intelligence don john radcliffe whose clip i include in the battleground podcast about once a week as former director of national intelligence he was the highest ranking intel officer in the country he saw all the intel the fbi the nsa the cia and he was shocked by the number of people in congress and in our elite class who are being actively bribed or blackmailed to do the bidding of the chinese and i presume other countries are doing it too i mean it's not like russia's not going to get in on the game remember this You wrote a piece for the Wall Street Journal, and you say China is targeting members of Congress with six times the frequency of Russia and 12 times the frequency of Iran. What is behind Beijing's aggressive approach? So they want laws and policies out of the United States that are favorable to China. And what they're really trying to do is, through blackmail, through bribery, through overt and covert influence, trying to make sure that only laws that are favorable to China are passed. Have you been to Capitol Hill and have you briefed this threat information to lawmakers? I was so troubled by what I saw from the position as the director of national intelligence that I went and briefed both the House and Senate intelligence committees on this information, which they found surprising and troubling. Once you accept that we don't own our elites and that they're fine with that, both monetarily And because they share the philosophies of the Chinese in terms of wanting a communistic authoritarian regime, it all makes sense. A CIA agent interviewed on another podcast put it pretty succinctly. The reason Afghanistan happened, the reason Joe had to make sure the Taliban were able to seize it with no interference from our allies, the reason we snuck out of Bagram Air Force Base in the middle of the night rather than warning the Brits we were leaving so they could get their people out, Heck, after Joe Biden had stood at the podium at the G7 in June and looked Boris Johnson in the eye and told him to leave his people in place, don't worry, we're not pulling everybody out. And then we did. Why would he gig him like that? 
Because if they had a month's head start, they could have stopped the Taliban from taking over. Over The Taliban had to be allowed to take over so that the lithium fields would fall into the hands of the Chinese. And what is Joe doing? Mandating that we go to an all-electric economy. We will be absolutely dependent on lithium. And thus, absolutely dependent on the Chinese. Now, does it all make sense? The second Hunter Biden did the first multi-million dollar deal with the Chinese Communist Party connected business people without registering as a foreign agent. He broke the law. They've owned him ever since. They always will. And they own Joe, too. And everybody on Capitol Hill knows it. Heck, half of them are owned, too. Let's get into our final number eight. Most insane, completely unprecedented thing. This survey, which does not bode well for our country. Or our ability to live together without violence. These numbers are terrifying. It's a study. They do it every year. By the Foundation for Individual Rights in Education. And it found this. 66% of college students think shouting down a speaker they disagree with is acceptable to shut down their talk. But here's the really scary statistic. 23% of current, current college kids believe violence can be used and morally justified to cancel a speech simply because you disagree. And what's scary is how fast that was growing. Last year, it was just 18% that believed violence was okay to stop a speaker you disagree with. Today, it's almost a quarter, 23%. Our country will not survive that. Not in its current form. Because we know how it ends. This isn't unprecedented in history. Those are the exact same tactics the Nazi brown church used. They would scream down anybody who tried to give a speech who wasn't one of them. The communist black shirts did it too in pre-Nazi Germany. And it was also done in China by the students who were weaponized by the future communist party, by the communists during the takeover. They started by screaming at speeches and terrorizing and brutalizing speakers they disagreed with and escalated all the way to turning in their family members for disloyalty. Speaking of shouting down speakers, our side is beginning to get in on the left's racket ever so slowly. For the first time, and I've never seen this before, heck, email me if you have. I've never seen speakers on our our side shout somebody down. Happens with leftists all the time. But our side just did it to Al Sharpton in Texas. I'm not sure how I feel about that, but I am enthusiastic that our side is at least coming out. I mean, I opened the week with the truly sad state of affairs where more leftists are in the streets marching with their fist in the air over Biden's vaccine mandates in blue cities than right-wingers. We should be in the streets in the numbers they are. Now, there have been protests, including here in my hometown of Greenville, South Carolina, but they were small and pathetic. They lacked the numbers and the energy of the enraged leftists marching in New York. But still, here's a first for us. I don't think I've ever seen us shout down a speaker before. We did it to Al Sharpton. It'll take this kind of energy to take the country back. Sharpton tried to turn the alleged Haitian whipping story. Nobody but the horse actually got whipped. It was just a camera angle thing, but, you know, lies the media tells. Anyway, Sharpton tried to whip it into a Black Lives Matter racial justice frenzy, but had to eventually give up. Because we shut him down. I don't know how I feel about that, but I do know this. That's a first for our side in the modern era. Here it was, 
from Del Rio, Texas. A racist! Nobody wants you in Texas! Nobody wants you in Texas! Why are you not a voice for the children that have gun missing at the border? Where is your voice Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.